Hello, and welcome to Karen Global's Rockpile Podcast. You know, if you've ever struggled with your calling, I encourage you to join Oma and Lewis, that's me, two weathered, unlikely characters, for sure, who walk out their journey in real time from business, family, ups and downs, out into the technology space and outreach. It'll be interesting, and we hope it'll be fun. Well, we'll try. Buckle up, let the games begin. Welcome. Welcome. This is Oma. I'm Lewis, and this, this is episode seven of the Rock Pile Podcast. Yes. And like each week, we start with a spotlighted missions organization. And this week, it's reachingvietnam.com. And Reaching Vietnam is a uh, geographical emphasis of this people group that this organization reaches to. And they primarily work evangelism and church planting with indigenous pastors, churches within the country, and help them to build those churches, local churches, in an area that's uh, underrepresented and has a very, very small percentage of the population would consider themselves evangelical. That's awesome because that shows that um, it's very relevant. Because if you've got a pastor who's already your own ethnic group living there with you anyway, that just makes it even more powerful because you see the change in their personal lives. Well, especially in a communist country. But yes, you know, the, the, the debate in missions has been, you know, you know, are we bringing our own culture without realizing it into another culture and then transplanting that culture? In this case, they're going in and specifically identifying building uh, up, building up helping. pastors yeah. in that area with the truth of the gospel. And uh, so, and you can reach them on just about every social media site, Facebook, and Pinterest, but I would encourage you to go to their website. It's reachingvietnam.com, and they have a, a c- connection, how to connect with them, how to learn about the, the people of Vietnam or the country of Vietnam, and they have all kinds of newsletters and things like that. And so, prayer. They yes. have a place where you can pray for them, and um, that's an amazing and wonderful thing. Yeah, if you're on PrayerMate, the app, they're on there as well, so you can... They're on the they're on premium, so you can you can get the current prayer requests each and every time. Each and every time, and there's other ways to get information specifically to your iPhone or to your website from their you know from their uh, RSS feed and things like that. So Alma, uh, what's our scripture of the week? The scripture this week is John fifteen five. I am the vine, and you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, isn't that the truth? Isn't that truth? When I um, was in Romania and I had already done the, the tribunal, and I, I had to, before that, I had to actually see the child that, that they were going to have me adopt. And so I had followed the directions of my interpreter, and I got up there to the hospital. I met a lady. She brought me through the hospital. That, lady was, that was a kind nurse. It yeah, could have been a nurse. She was dressed like that, but I just, you yeah. know, there was, a, there was a, a barrier with the language, so I wasn't sure. And she brought me through and, and, and hid me, and, and I brought me up there and um, so she very snuck covert. In, yeah, snuck I, was, in the house, I, I was very covert. And so I get up there, and I finally get to the, you know, the neonatal, uh, whatever it was. Neonatal <laughs> unit. <and laughs> unit with all these sweet little babies and they're little wrapped like little cocoons, you know, and that's just what they did. Yeah, that is what they did. And so I I went in there and she picked him up and handed him to me and he was a beautiful little boy. And it wasn't 
I mean, just a couple seconds. And all of a sudden, somebody said, oh, my gosh, here comes the director. Now, the director of the hospital had the authority over all the children that were left in the hospital as, quote, unquote, abandoned so that he would facilitate adoption. And I had the legal paperwork saying that I had um, the legal right to this little boy, this infant. And I knew I, I was right, but that didn't make any difference to the point. He had his own agenda going on, and mine was against that. So even though she had me squat down and hide behind <laughs> these little um, things, it didn't matter. He saw me. And oh, lo and behold, he grabbed me up and, you know, escorted me uh, quite forcibly out of the hospital, down flights of stairs. And then we finally get to the front door and he literally thro opens the door and throws me out. And there's quite a few stairs, but hey, I tucked and rolled. I had a heavy coat on and I tucked and rolled and it was, it was fine. I didn't get, I got bruised, but I didn't get anything broken or anything. And uh, I look up and there's my interpreter standing with his cigarette, um, just shocked, you know, waiting at the car for me. So that was one of those experiences you just don't forget. Right. You just, oh my God. So much for helping. Yeah. Such a good helper there. But well, you had to go in covert. So if he is walking yes. around, it'd been obvious you're there. Right. For right. I knew he wasn't going to come in. But um, yeah, it was kind of funny. But that's, that was important. We had to have that, right? In right. order well, yeah, to, you, to yeah. get this adoption through. And they knew that too because mm -hmm. he understood what the requirements for for people to come into the, to the children. So he was trying to keep you from, you know, actually put, putting eyes on this child, which was required for you to do. Yeah, the director. You're right. right. Yes, that's exactly you what could he have, was doing. The thing is, the, the process was going through without you actually having seen the child. We, we would have seen the child as it left the country. But the thing with the tribunal was you had to get in there first to make sure that, yes. you know, what was Yes, it? I had to physically see the child first. Right. Yeah. Well, for, yeah. Ultimately, yeah. before you doubt them. Yeah. Right. And I did for that few seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to see him again, but yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, of course I did. Yeah, because you had the legal right; you had to come back and enforce it. That was the, that was the issue. Yes. But he was uh, slightly irritated because there was already a financial transaction that had occurred between him and the other family. Oh, I'm sure because that, he was highly irritated. It wasn't a slight little thing at all. <laughs> he was pretty livid. Yeah, and that was that's part of the problem that they had going forward after we left was that it. Uh, there's a lot of funds starting to cross hands, and that uh, slowed things down because it, it just, yeah. just the nature of the whole it just, process. It just was. Yeah, we got in there early when it was, you know, right after the fall, and and it. Yep, and that was in um, Costanza, which is the reason, um, I, I I you know when I got thrown down there, the I stairs, just, the stairs, I just I was so frustrated and. You know, it's one of those moments in your life where you're like, oh, you know, you want to control the situation. You can't control the situation, which is why I chose, you know, we chose that scripture because you have to remain in Christ. You have to remain in him, trusting him that he's working this out. There's nothing I could do about the lab work being delayed. There's nothing I could do about the timing of the, the timing of me getting into that hospital to see you know, my infant son, there's nothing I could control like that. He was outside the... It was completely outside of my realm of control. And that waiting, that long period of waiting to have everything line up 
it finally did occur. We finally got it done. And I remember um, being able to exchange clothes there in the um, embassy. I had all these two and three year old outfits that I changed out and got um, infants. Yeah, you had mentioned you met, you met people mm-hmm. down there. That I had, had met people down there. And one of the people that I met is it was fascinating because what they did is they had started to adopt a child in one area, and that went through that they finally got the little girl. And then when during that time, they had started for another adoption for another little girl in another town. And at the end, they find out they're actually siblings. Wow. That is a God thing. That Only God the thing. Lord can do that. That was a beautiful thing. And if I hadn't gone back to the embassy, I would have never have met them and found that. And you would never have gotten the clothes. I never would have gotten the clothes and the bottles and formulas and yeah. And the other things while you're waiting. That's right. For the all the things. Everything to, else to go through. Because those things weren't in our control. Those things were outside of that. The only, even our interpreter couldn't even uh, make those things. Because those things happen because they're outside of his area, Bucharest. They were either in some other foreign country or mm-hmm. in the hands of their own government. And, you know, no matter how much we wanted things to happen faster, they just didn't. Right. But, you know, eventually uh, the waiting comes to an end. That's right. And in this case, it, it, the end came with the final papers and the approval because of the medical test that came back, as we suspected. And it was positive. fine. It was fine. It was fine. And so, you know, you got on the plane and... Yes, I got on the plane, flew back, uh, got to Lufthansa again in Germany and Frankfurt, and there it was delayed. Yeah, another then, delay, and instead of the flight that we thought we were going to have, it was um, now going to have to be in the morning. Yeah, so they made arrangements for you they because did. of the humanitarian need. Lufthansa mm-hmm. was very gracious, at, and 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 both going and coming back. So yes, they were know, made it back with a long flight overnight. In um, fact, there was an amazing story in the about uh, my flight back because um, at the time he was the smallest, youngest child that had been adopted, and the staff all asked if they could just, you know, one at a time hold him. A lot of them prayed for him, um, and even the pilot at one point came back and said, "Oh, can I just hold him and bless him for a minute? He's the youngest." person I've ever flown and and it was just so neat I was so blessed by that it was so nice their generosity and caring um they gave me diapers and more you know formula Formula. it was just they're very gracious yeah so you know the the post of this story is that you know we set this up as the first story we wanted to tell on the podcast for a reason because we were younger then, quite a bit younger, 35 years ago. About, right, 35, yes. yeah, 35 mm-hmm. years ago. And we wanted to, to, to say that, you know, um, these steps in this story, the, the waiting, and when we look back, uh, you know, we can see that there was no logical way two people at our age with our little bit of resources and three children were going to consider going to a foreign country to adopt a child on our own power and resources. Just, we made, we decided we we're going to do that. And everybody logically said, this can't be done because yes. you guys don't have the wherewithal 
or the ability or the connections to get it accomplished. Right. We had a lot of people just mock us right. or kind of roll their eyes and look at you like whatever. But you see, that's the beauty of this is because God likes to use unlikely characters like ourselves then and, and now, even now with the Karen Global. And that's the reason why we started with this story was that unlikely characters like herself, because everybody says it can't be done. Well, then when it gets done, God is the God of impossible and God gets the glory and, and God the, gets the glory and, and he gets the praise because everybody knows it wasn't you that did it. Right. And, you know, and so if you're in a waiting period or a dark time of waiting for an opportunity, God uses all those things he mm -hmm. did then and he still does now because we've seen it by looking back and we're sharing that now so people can understand this is where we're coming from. Yes. Is that God uses these opportunities to, to shine, to show his power and to show his majesty. Yes. So he didn't place us or you or other people in these specific places or times or troubles or issues going on in your life just to forget you. That's He's right. building your story. He's building the Karen. He built that story the one we shared, because he wants you to see that he has a greater purpose. Once I wanted us to see there was a greater purpose in doing that. Yes. And we, learn and we learned early on and have continued to be reinforced throughout our, our lives, the necessity to fine-tune, to listen, to pay attention. That's right. That, and In our weakness, he is strong. Amen. And so it's, it's finding out what that bigger purpose is. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes time. We, yeah. When we go through things, you know, we, we don't, we see the right now, you know, the difficulty, uh, you know, the, the struggle is looking back and saying, okay, I know God did this. I know God did this. I know he called me to do this. And so I'm doing this and, and here I am waiting. Yes. And so we, we've been talking about Joseph. So let's end with Joseph. Okay. So Joseph is in the prison. He finally gets out. He becomes the the second most powerful person to, to the Pharaoh in Egypt. Yes. And he uses God's wisdom to, to save all of Egypt from a famine. And all God uses him to restore Israel. and his family yeah. and bring Israel to Egypt mm -hmm. and to also restore the relationship with his brothers. Now, Joseph didn't know all of that, right. of course. He didn't realize that that was all going to happen. Right. And we get the benefit of knowing that because we get to read Genesis chapter 37 and 39 through 40. And I would yes. encourage you to read it, the story. But this time, as you think about it, think about what Joseph really knew mm -hmm. and what God did through Joseph. Because all of these things that, that God did, um, as Joseph was struggling through these, this story and all the things that we've talked about before, he didn't see the big picture at that time. But at the end, he realized what happened when he saw what God had done when he put him in a position to save his family. And, and it's, what a beautiful thing that is. Right. And so you think about just the ending. Think about Esther when uh, Mordecai tells her, you know, God put you here for a reason. Yeah, for just so a time as like this. this. Just a time as this. So mm -hmm. whatever you're doing, think about what God is doing through you. Yes. And that you're in one of these places... And so, as you think about it, what's the bigger picture? Yes, what's lean the, upon him. Yeah. Pray about it. Think about the cairns that he's building in your life so that you can go forward and say, this is what the Lord did. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for joining and sticking with us today. Please subscribe to Cairns Rockpile Podcast. We're on most podcast sites, Spotify, Podbean, Apple, 
Google, Samsung. Also, our website and Spotlight organization are in the podcast description. Please share it with your friends, family, or anyone you know. Join us next week. Until then, stand firm, be the light, and most importantly, pray. Blessings.